In this week's podcast, you'll hear from a few members of the congregation about their answered prayers and blessings over the past few weeks, starting with Laura. So we've just got back from um, a week in Kefalonia, um, which was a blessing in itself because we didn't think that we'd be able to go abroad this six weeks um, with Nath having recently had his operation. But we managed a week, which was really, really lovely. Um, Mainly relaxing by the pool. It was a holiday where we were going to do nothing at all, um, which is really rare for us. Um, And then... I don't know, about two thirds of the way through the week, we decided to go on the minibus, which the hotel provided to the town, be a bit adventurous. And we went out and we had lunch and it was really lovely. And we got back to the hotel, everything was fine. And since Nath's operation, he's had to wear um, a support belt to keep him all together, I suppose, um, is the best way of describing it. Anyway, we got back to the hotel, we were, you know, happily chilling, and Nath was like, um, have you got my belt? And I was like, no, no, like, I was like, no, you're wearing your belt, like, I haven't got it, you haven't given it to me, I haven't seen it all day because you've got it on, and he was like, no, 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 I definitely gave it to you when we were at the restaurant, you've got it in your bag, and I was like, it's not in my bag, so we had a massive hunt around the hotel, and, and it wasn't there. Um, so obviously this was a huge thing this was something that the doctors had said Nathan had got to wear I was in a right panic thinking oh my goodness I've lost this really important thing what on earth are we going to do if we were in England we'd just order a new one on Amazon and it had come prime next day delivery Um, so we looked up the details of the restaurant And it said it closed at eight o'clock and this was like nine, quarter past nine in the evening. So I I was like, number one, we need the restaurant to be open. I need someone to answer the phone at this restaurant now. Number two, I need it to be someone that speaks English because my Greek is non-existent. Um, And number three, I need the belt to be there. So we rang and and there was somebody there and the man answered and I said, first thing I said was, do you speak English? And he said, yes. He said, where are you calling from? So I explained Um, and he didn't just have like a little bit of English or broken English, like he had incredible English and he understood everything I was explaining, the whole situation. He went down to look on the beach, looked on the sunbeds, looked in the restaurant. He said, I can't find it. And I said, okay. He said, but I'll ask the cleaners in the morning if they will look when they clean, try phoning again tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have found it. So I thought, what am I going to do? So I texted Amy. I was like, Amy, I need you to pray. We need to find this belt because I don't know what we're going to do. Amy was like, I'm on it, I'm on it. So uh, the next day, it got to about 10 o'clock and I thought, oh, the cleaners will have had time to, to look now. So I phoned and the man said, I've got it. We've found it. It's safe and you can come and pick it up. And honestly, like that might sound like the smallest thing, but I can't tell you how panicked I was about having lost this really important thing that we needed. Um, and, you know, God sees that. That was really minor. But, but God saw that. The restaurant was open. I didn't have to have a sleepless night. Um, the man spoke incredible, incredible English and they found it the next day and we were able to go and pick it up um, and I, I'm hoping that Nave's got it on now. Um, so all is good. 
And now a few words from Linda. Uh, I wasn't going to share this, but when uh, Laura was sharing about Kefalonia, it reminded me when I went to Kefalonia a number of years ago, and uh, I developed an abscess above my crown, swelled up like this. I was in absolute agony. I looked like desperate Dan, you know. I was in real agony and I was a long way from home. I was really upset. I just wanted to be home, but I didn't want to get on a plane because I don't like flying. And um, I was talking to this woman and she said, you need to go to hospital. I think she thought I'd been bitten and swollen up, but I hadn't. So we had to run back to the hotel to get our money. We hadn't bought the Alan's driving licence. We'd forgotten it. So we'd got nowhere getting anywhere. We'd forgotten our form that allows you to have treatment abroad. We hadn't got that. Anyway, this lady held the bus up for us. We got, told the driver to tell us where to get off. It must be the same town you went to. It was the main town, uh, to the hospital. There was a lovely doctor there um, who examined me and realised what was wrong, and I needed antibiotics. And then he didn't charge me at all. All I had to pay was for the prescription. We caught the last bus of the season. This is the truth. Back from, is it the town of Kefalonia? I don't know. It was the main town in Kefalonia. We caught the last bus back. And I really felt that God was really looking after all these little things. He got me to the hospital. I didn't need loads of money. It didn't matter. We hadn't got our driving license. I just praised God for the way he in, intervened in that situation. But what I was going to share about was, as you know, I'm selling my house, or trying to sell it, not selling it at the moment. But um, we put it up on the market and we had one viewing. Uh, obviously, I didn't like it that much because I didn't come back. But then I re like, we realised that uh, there was still a lot more work to be done. We found out there was a, a retaining wall. People know where I live, they'll see we're on a bank. And that needed to be done and it was a big job. There's other things as well. And so I've gone from feeling, yes, my house is going to sell, the pictures are lovely, we're going to sell our house, we're going to move somewhere nice. So how deflated. I felt annoyed. With, I'm sort of done that with my husband, I know. I love him to be good. I was annoyed with my husband because I, I, he didn't tell me. He knew this wall needed to be done and he didn't tell me. So I was angry with him. I felt flat and really down. And then I looked on the verse for today that comes on, the internet, on your phone. And it was the most quoted verse in the Bible. When things go wrong, all things work together for good, that those who love God are called according to his purpose. And I thought, India, yeah. trust in God, you're panicking, he's telling you all things are working for good. Now you'll hear a few words from Phil. Um, uh, but mine's going to be slightly different. Um, so on a Tuesday... Um, I've been running through a small groups course about whole life worship. And it's been really, I mean, it's been really good for me because uh, it's challenged me to sort of put that in practice. So the idea is you've got your Sunday and usually you might ball up everything really, like Christianity-wise on a Sunday and then Monday to Saturday have a jolly um, and like just pin it all on that. Um, and so it's this idea that you can... Um, that you should focus every day like you're um, obviously Christian and that you're worshipping God throughout the week. Um, and the the whole thing of that course has been running over the idea of whether or not what ca constitutes as worship 
Um, is it just singing songs? Is it praying? Um, is it uh, reading your Bible? And then as we're looking into it, you realize that it's everything. Everything that we do, everything that we interact with, everything could be seen as a sign of worship. And there's always a cause and effect based off what you do. And one of the things that's been important on me is um, specifically at work is can I differentiate myself from those at work? And I was saying that there's a lot of moaning that happens at work and I join in that crew because it's always good to have a moan at the upper ups and be like, it's rubbish. Yeah, let's let's like join together on that. Um, and I think it's really key that we look at our situations and obviously me just then saying, well, actually things could be better or sorry, um, things are better than they could be. And looking at the grander picture, you could say, well, how is that a sign of worship? Well, it's an understanding that I'm in a good place, that God's got my back and that I know what my plan is, what my like what my future is and that I've got confidence through that. Not that I've got this fear of, oh, it's got to be like this. I've got to join on the moaning side. And even though that doesn't seem like an exact way of worshipping, it is. Um, and it's this understanding that, sure, yeah, we can sing at the front, we can sing in, uh, uh, sing out there, we can pray and do all this, that, the other, but there's so many different forms of worship in life, and I think that that's really key. Um, and it's been a revelation to me to to understand that. And also, in situations where you think, um, like, what was it now? Is like, is there many opportunities to show people that I'm Christian you think, well, there's not that much that happens in a day. When you really think about it, there's loads of opportunities, even from the start of the day. Like, do you start and do you, is your first thought? Like, it's been a challenge. There's been some really good albums that have come out this year. And I'm talking like, uh, what's the word that Andy uses? Secular music? Does that mean like non-Christian? So like, for when, the, when the new albums are like, I'm like, sweet, straight into the van, put on this banger and then like, love the album. Whereas like I've been going through the Bible in a year and realistically I could clock in on that. So that's a sign where I could postpone that and be first excited to listen to the word of God. Um, and there's little ba- a lot of battles there and that's an individual piece of worship. That's not grander scheme. So you can see throughout the day when you actually think about it and you come to the end of the day that there was loads of opportunities to worship and we might not see them for what they are. Massive. And now a few words from Ruth. Um, I'd only share so much for me, um, but just some somebody who's really encouraged me for many years now, and I'm going to embarrass him because we've got somebody who's leaving us, and this is his last Sunday, and he's going to university, and that's Leon. I'm not going to make you get up the front, Leon, but will you stand up? Because some people might not even know who you are. So this is Leon, if you don't know who he is. <laughs> But Leon has been a massive encouragement to me for many, many years. He, he came as a kid of Sunday school. Some of you taught him. For many years, he came with his brothers and sisters. And even when they stopped coming, he has continued to come. He comes on a Sunday to church and very often he's the only one. His age, sorry, Joe. His age is <laughs> the only one at our still classes, the younger ones, although really he's like, you know, not a teenager, teenager anymore. Um, faith builders one week there was me Amy and Leon do you know what I mean he's been so dedicated to coming he comes to faith builders every Tuesday that he can and all for one I'm going to really miss him so I'm really thankful for you Leon you've been such an encouragement to me when I felt down and out about taking things I've seen you and I thought you know you've been a real blessing I'm sorry if I'm getting upset but you know what I'm like so I just want to thank you 
And I just think it would be really good as a church for us to pray for him and just commit his future now. Connie's also leaving us. You don't see Connie on a Sunday, but she does come to Faith Builders on a Tuesday. So Connie's also off to uni as well. And I feel like it's like the end of an era because we've got none of them left now. I'm like, it's just all the, it's all the middle-aged ones now at Faith Builders. I had a massive shock. Um, was it last week or the week before, Joe? When I realised next year I'm double Joe's age. <laughs> Joe turns 30 and I turn 60. And like it really hit me like that I'm double Joe's age next year. But then the following day I was a lot happier because I realised when Joe was 15, I was triple Joe's age. <laughs> so like obviously as we get older, that gap's getting less and less, Joe. <laughs> so there we go. But anyway, let's, let's pray for Leon. Okay. Heavenly Father, I just want to come before you this morning and just thank you for all the young people we've had through this church over the years. Many have come and gone. Many have gone to other churches. and Many have just lost, lost interest in you. But Lord, we thank you for each and every one. And today, Lord, I really want to thank you for Leon and Connie. Lord, but particularly I think of Leon for his faithfulness in coming Sundays and Tuesdays for so many years. Lord, I thank you that you are real to him. And I thank you that you've worked in his life. And I just pray now that he goes off to you now, Lord, and Connie too, that both of them, Lord, you will be with them. Lord, that you will be all that they need you to be as they enter this new experience. Lord, that from day one, they will put you first. Connie was sharing the other day about having this confidence to stand up for you when she goes to uni. I pray you'll give them both that confidence, Lord, that they will make that stand from day one that people will see the difference in them and they will want to know more about this Jesus that they serve. So be with him, take away any fear or anxiety he may have, the same again for Connie, and Lord, just bless them in this new life that they've got. Lord, just lead them and guide them in the plans that you have for them. Lord, plans to prosper them, Lord, not to harm them. Lord, plans for their future. Show them what you want for them and bless them, we pray. Pray, Lord, every opportunity possible, they'll come back and join us because we're going to miss them so much. In Jesus' name, I ask this. And now for you was from Amy. Hello. Uh, this time last week, I was in Rome. <laughs> and then the next day, got to the airport, got on the plane, and then got told we were going nowhere. Um, because if you didn't notice, uh, UK air traffic space was closed. Um, so I was sitting on the plane praying. So my um, answer to prayer last Monday was, please get me home today. I do not want to get off this plane and go to a hotel. I just want to go home today. And thank the Lord I did, because six hours on that plane was enough. And that may not seem like a big thing either, but to me it was, because I just wanted to get home. I'd had a lovely time. And I would have liked to stay, but when you're not staying, when you're not supposed to be there, it's not quite the same. So um, I was just glad to get home last Monday. So. And now a few words from Sue. Um, I just wanted to share something with you that's happened this week. Um, a lot of you will remember Mary, who used to be uh, one of our congregation, and she used to come with us, come to us with her little one, Gabriel. Um, Mary's been in hospital since just after Christmas, um, and we've been praying for her. She had TB, which then developed into TB plus pneumonia. And she was very, very poorly. And then also, um, they found fairly recently something in her brain. I don't know any more than that. 
um, that needed obvious attention. But during all this time, her little one, little Gabriel that we all remember, um, he's been in foster care. She's coming home. She's coming home tomorrow. So, thank God. And now a few words from Joe. I need to come and remind everyone that I am still part of the youth. Um, <laughs> I am. Um, just Ruth talking about um, Leon has just reminded me. Um, Monday, bank holiday, Peter Leggett was back from Australia. He's been over here for a couple of weeks and every time he's in the UK, um, I always go and meet up with him and... Um, drove over to rugby, it was Marie's birthday and um, she had a hot tub and barbecue party and when I arrived the hot tub hadn't even been put together out the package from Amazon. Um, that's typical Marie, if you remember what Marie's like. Um, but Trafford and Damien were also there and for those who um, have grown up in this church you'll remember both um, Trafford and Damien and although Trafford didn't even remember me <laughs> um, which was really heartbreaking um, we had a lovely just reminisce about growing up at this church um, and that was really special for me that Marie was there and there was lots of people um, that haven't been brought up in church or been around Christians and for Trafford and Damien to just openly talk about their time here at Bethel um, was just re a huge blessing for me. So just wanted to encourage those that have taught in this church for many years, and you may look around on a Sunday and not see any of those faces. Just be blessed that seeds were planted from the words that you spoke um, to those children, and they remember those stories, um, and they hold on um, to what they, they learn at Sunday school. So I just wanted to encourage everyone um, with that. Um, but those who, who come on a Tuesday night will be familiar with, I, I, I love the Bible app and I feel like I talk about this a lot and I love the daily readings. Um, and last night's just, and I feel like this is a verse that everyone needs to hear every day of their life and I just wanted to read that out. And it's Zephaniah 3 verse 17 and it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud, loud singing, singing. And in other versions, it talks about God really delighting over his children. And if you read that scripture, it comes at the end of a passage where Zephaniah was sort of giving a bit of a tough message to the people of Israel, probably something that they didn't want to hear. But then he just reminds them that we serve a God that delights in us. And despite everything that we do, that everything that we get wrong, you know, for me personally... Gosh, every day I give God a reason to walk away from me. Um, but n none of that matters because he throws this safety line um, that in the midst of everything, he's there clinging on to us and he's delighting over us and rejoicing over us with singing. Um, and I just think that's amazing grace um, and a verse that we all need to hear um, every day, really. So be blessed. And now a few words from Lorraine. I was singing earlier about... Um God being our firm foundation, and I firmly believe that. I've been a Christian for most of my life now, I think. <laughs> Feels like it, um, as I'm reaching the older years. Anyway, I've been a Christian since I was about 14. And um, this week, in fact tomorrow, I celebrate 50 years as a nurse. In a long time. <laughs> Didn't think I'd do it for that long, but there we go. And I had a lovely surprise when I went back to work on Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Been a funny week this week. I've been out of routine anyway. 
um, had a little thing on my desk and it was a BAFTA award, um, shortlisting um, for the award ceremony at work. I don't know who's nominated me, one of 404 out of 4,000, so, you know, I'm getting there. Whether I get an actual award, we'll have to wait and see till the end of the month. And I finish remarks by turning. I'm finishing the pony. Thank you for everybody who shared this morning. Uh, it's been encouraging. Nice to see some um, people who don't normally at the front, but it's good to hear that God is still working uh, in this church and he's been working for many years and that's going to continue. I'm just going to pray. Thanks again for Leon. We're going to miss you, mate. Really glad that you've been with us. Don't go away. Keep coming back. We love you. Part of this family. And there's lots of people, as as, as Joe said this morning, those seeds have been planted in a lot of young people's lives and the likes of Trafford and Peter and all those kind of people who've been through the Sunday school at this church. God can still do work in the future. So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the people who've shared this morning. Lord, just small things or big things. But Lord, we thank you that you're a God who's interested in all things. Lord, you're our friend, you're our best friend, you're our God and you're our saviour. And we just thank you that we can come together this morning, that we can share together in God's house with God's people and God's children and that we can worship you in this place. We thank you for your goodness to us. We pray that you'll be with us through this week. Help us, Lord, to live those lives that bring worship to you, not just on a Sunday, but every single day of the week, that we might live for your glory and know your blessing in all that we seek to do. So Lord, just bless us now as we share together, as we sing together, and as we have fellowship together, we pray that you'll be with us by your Spirit in all that we do. In Jesus' name. Amen.